I've never done a show by myself. I think that would be quite difficult. I think that would be difficult. Gruber's done it um, on the talk show a few times, but I can't I can't imagine. I yeah, can't I mean, imagine. he's slightly different to us. Um, yeah. <laughs> what what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> maybe I don't want to maybe I don't want the answer to that. So you uh do you have a you have a plex, don't you? Yes. You want to hear my dumb Plex story? I do. Okay. So I don't, I, because we've only bought laptops over the last, boy, the last desktop Mac I bought was in 2007. (laughs) (laughs) That's really something. So for a number of years, I was getting, I mean, I got, I got a MacBook Pro up until 2009, I think, and then started buying, we bought MacBook Airs and the only thing that I had sitting around that I could use as a Plex server was a 2012 MacBook Air. So I was using this thing um, because it was the fastest thing that I had available. And it seemed to work for a while. And then it suddenly started not working very well. It was spinning a lot, like buffering constantly. And I was just like, what is going on with this thing? And I just was continuing to struggle with it because I didn't want to go out and buy a new Mac simply to use as a Plex server. And finally, I just, I was about to throw in the towel and I was like, well, I think the last thing I'll try is I'll, uh, I had plugged in a monitor to the thing. I was running a monitor, an external monitor, and I just, I unplugged the monitor and tried it again and it's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the graphics, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not really designed for that, obviously. It's not like some sort of graphics powerhouse and just the added you know, processing of having to run an external monitor was enough that it was anytime it was trying to do any kind of encoding, it it just, it wouldn't be able to keep up. So I saw, um, I think it was, uh, that both, uh, John Syracuse and Marco Arma are buying the latest Mac pros, uh, when they come out, you know, so that they can stay ahead uh, of the mm-hmm. curve and like be on mm-hmm. the, on the bleeding edge, and I'm thinking you're kind of on the opposite side of this. You're like exactly. keeping I'm struggling the oldest possible hardware <laughs> running so that you can document that experience yeah. Yeah. for the rest of us. Which yeah. kind of makes me think. It reminds me that I originally that 2000. It was I had a 2007 iMac, and that was originally my Plex server, and worked fine for a long time. And then the monitor died on that thing, um, and I bought that external monitor to hook into. <laughs> that that iMac and that was probably when I started having trouble with it and probably when I was like okay now I gotta move it off this 2007 iMac because it's just too old and it was probably too old anyway because you know as I was moving from you know at some point in there I moved from a, a 720p television to a 4k television and <laughs> I'm, I'm still not see you know I still I don't have 4k content on my Plex but 1080p is probably is certainly probably too much for a 2007 iMac to run, and it seems to be fine on the on the uh, MacBook Air now though. Yeah, so my I don't need to go out and buy anything. <laughs> well, um, my uh, Mac Mini is the thing that's running Plex, but if I do get a Synology like Dan 
um, mm-hmm. then I might move it all onto that. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard people have trouble with the, with encoding stuff on that. Um, but he seems to be not having a problem. So yeah, I, I suppose the, it just depends. I think the processors vary wildly on those boxes. Yeah. Um, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of iMac or Mac mini do you have? To, um, you, what... it's like, it's certainly USB-C. Um, but it's not like, okay. one of, it's okay. not like one of the black, uh, yeah, super expensive ones that right came out. So it's whatever yeah. the model is before that. Well, they're the the new one. You know, the 2018 ones are now. I mean, you can get them on refurb, and they're like six six eighty or something like that. Um, yeah, which is I, not too bad. And that was what I was considering getting. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off for now and see if <laughs> see if I can still eke some life out of this. This I feel I feel like I kind of feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for the the MacBook Air, like like it's being used for completely the wrong thing. It's just sitting there on a desk connected to a hard drive. It's like this is a this is an eleven inch Air. <laughs> I it's used, designed for carrying around. <laughs> I used for a long time. Uh, I think it was a a Wall Street PowerBook with a Wi Fi card in it as a Wi Fi router. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, right. I understand. Things happen. Yeah. I, I was thinking that this episode, it's like that uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episode where people start to vanish from the ship. <laughs> and Beverly Crusher can't get anyone to believe her that there were other people. Right. Um, That's one of my favorite episodes. And I was thinking, uh, which one of us is Beverly? You know, who's going to be left? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you you brought it up, so you brought it up. You're the one who noticed that people were disappearing. So I guess that means that you're Beverly. So I have to, do which a would one- be an odd turn for this podcast, right? Well, you know, I, I think it it would be entirely within uh, the spirit of the podcast. <laughs> I think maybe you're right. Moving on to actual news, uh, have you seen this story about hacked uh, lightning cables? Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. This is stuff that's coming out of the Black Hat conference. Yeah, there's a, there's right been now. a number of things, some some more silly than others. Um, there, yeah. There's this, this one, which I think, this one concerns me more than, like, the, the other one was the story of, you know, you know quote, hacking uh, Face ID, unquote, um, which I don't, I mean, that's... It's not much of a hack. You're basically you're basically using the person's unconscious body and putting a pair of glasses on them that makes them you know that has like googly eyes. On them yeah, <laughs> makes I mean, it look like they're awake. I mean, I I thought that was interesting that story, but yeah, it's not like it's not something people really need to worry about. No, but I mean, you know, if if somebody's dead and you're trying to use Face ID, presumably this technique works. You know, it's yeah. it's not like the I can't see that being used on a sleeping person really, but. You know, maybe on on somebody who's uh, deceased and you're trying to unlock a phone. Um, I guess if you're dead, though, unlocking your phone is, seems like the least of your problems. Well, it's the least of your problems, but you know, it it's somebody else's, else's problem. problem. Yeah, yeah, Could but there's these hacked cables. Problems. Um, they basically look identical to the Apple cable, but yeah. there's a, enough circuitry in the the big end. Yeah, that... so basically, they opened they opened up standard cables and added some component to the components that are already in there because these are, you know, lightning cables. And of course they have like chips and stuff in them and, and then they can compromise the Mac 
Yeah, right. I mean, I think it was compromising through... Um, I think it was pretending to be a keyboard and mouse and it could open up terminal and, and mm-hmm. do a variety of things. I can't. I don't know if it was Wi-Fi driven or Bluetooth driven or if it was just self-contained. I didn't read into the the depth of that. But yeah, but, but yeah I mean as circuitry gets smaller and smaller i mean there was a there was a thing about charge cables that had um cellular modems in them like last year i think it was and that was quite disturbing that you could fit an entire cellular modem and talk to this thing remotely yeah um the other story i saw that came out of that was the uh guy i'm assuming guy who had changed his uh license plate to a vanity plate that said null uh, because he was hoping that this oh. would uh, trick all the sort of uh, right uh, license plate scanning things. That it would be like a SQL injection sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. the the outcome of this is that he got all the misentered tickets uh, up to a value of eighteen thousand dollars <laughs> so far. Because all the ones that basically he was he was identified as null. Yeah. So when they couldn't and when they these... couldn't get one, that was what was put in. Yeah. So we have all these tickets for null, and this he got all. Of and he, I think he got twelve thousand dollars worth, and then appealed them and got that cancelled. But they haven't fixed the system, so he'd had another six thousand dollars worth since. And it's like, yeah. Oh, this will teach you. Oh man, that stuff. Yeah. Um, I got I got one once that was um, you know it was it, it, it ends up being the same basically but it came in my name and it was for my wife um, I guess just because my name I, mean, I don't know how it picks who's on the uh, uh, the, the the registration we're both on the registration and so it, it came in my name and I was like hey this wasn't me you were the one driving the car that day <laughs> I, I mean we've encountered that um, with our We've got a joint bank account that has both our names on it. And mysteriously, with everything, even though my name is second, everything comes to me. And there's Well, that's because her name is her name is Null. Well, I, <laughs> I suspect it's because the whatever system they've got is like, hmm, well, the man is clearly the important person in this. Yeah, episode, right. So we'll send all <clears> the stuff to the man. And if that's true, you know, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest with these old systems that they have a sort of built-in sexism to them um so driving yeah. license might be or driving tickets might be exactly the same um right. you're clearly responsible for all the uh bad driving as well though speaking of technology which is exactly what we're doing I want to take the fast track to a career in technology earn your computer science postback degree online from oregon state university ecampus a postback allows you to use your existing bachelor's degree in any field and take only computer science courses to earn a second bachelor's online. You don't need any previous computer science training to enroll, although you do need to have a strong have strong math skills. And when you use the code REBOUND when you apply, Oregon State will waive your application fee. Oregon State eCampus delivers this program 100% online with flexible academic plans to help you balance your studies with work and other life commitments. You'll be a part of a highly engaged, worldwide online learning community that's supported by Oregon State faculty and advisors. Courses in software engineering, mobile web development, and user interfaces are challenging, but they'll provide the skills you need to make your mark in virtually any industry. A computer science degree from top-ranked Oregon State University will give you the credentials for unlimited career opportunities. Learn more at ecampus.oregonstate.edu rebound and use the code rebound 
to waive your application fee. Um, oh, the other story I saw, uh, there was um, Automatic, the WordPress people, have right. are buying yeah. Tumblr from Verizon. For Report- like nothing. Reportedly for three million dollars. Less than three. Less than three million dollars. Yeah. Uh, down from the one point one billion dollars when it got right. sold to Yahoo uh, in two thousand thirteen or whatever it was. So yeah, it was two thousand thirteen, and then Yahoo sold to Verizon in two thousand seventeen, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of a uh, a loss. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's not, it's not good. And I, and I mean, Verizon was just uh, trying to dump it because they, they, it was, it's been so badly mismanaged since Yahoo bought it. And then, you know, they're basically just paying for the hosting and the, the 200 people who are on staff. And so they were just desperate to get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw some wags on Twitter saying, you know, can you even buy a decent house in San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, there were million? some jokes. There were some jokes about that. You could buy you could buy Tumblr, or you could buy this modest three bedroom apartment or three bedroom home. Yeah, um, I mean, this. I think one of the arguments people were making that uh, the censorship that they imposed fairly recently, basically getting rid of all the porn. Mm-hmm. was one of the things that was the the beginning of the end for right. Tumblr. And yeah. uh, that could be pointed as being Apple's fault because it was basically Apple. Uh, mm-hmm. Apple didn't want it in the, the, in the app yeah. On, yeah, that was being made available through their app store, which is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because, because I, I don't know if they know this, but you can also find porn through Safari. <laughs> Yeah, I think that should be removed from uh, the from Safari. For, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I did. I, I can see some argument for that. I did see there was a thing uh, yesterday. I think it was um, that a, a, just a, a, a comic writer artist that I follow on Twitter, uh, Emma Vicelli, um, that her comic was being removed from the the platform she sells through because mm-hmm. Apple had deemed it adult. Uh, right a comic called breaks which i mean it, it features you know it, it's a gay relationship but it is not really an adult comic and she was uh extremely livid and basically blaming apple for this yeah. which i think quite yeah. rightly I it's mean, it, not it's not the first time something has happened in relation to that there was a uh there was a controversy a few years ago about uh the saga comic yeah. uh as well and I think after the fact it came out that it was the Apple had like been involved in like saying that it shouldn't be on their available through the comics apps on their system. Um, but then they eventually relented and it was, yeah. I mean, I, I think her stuff is pretty small, so I imagine it is not, it's easier for them to say no. It's easier for them, but you know, they, it's just you know waking up to an email right. saying, "Oh, by the way, yeah. your, your comic's not going to be available on whatever the largest platform um, yeah. because of Apple's uh, well prudishness, basically." Yeah, I, I mean, it. I mean, it's not something that generally affects me, but I'm not going to have any adult content in my stuff. But it, it just bothers me that you know, yeah. for something that's adult in the sense of adult themes gets and also yeah right and you know and you get into that sort of censorship you get into a problem of having to thinking that you need to censor things that are educational 
and and also more just uh you know artistic and it just becomes you know, you're you're limiting your platform yeah. and by by excluding things that are not within a narrow guideline that are basically set by the more prudish elements of US society and presumably you can still get um game of thrones through uh, yeah sure store. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like you know i don't understand how like actual video of people versus drawings of people you know is a, is right. a different thing but i don't either and well it, should, it doesn't make any sense that's no. that's basically what it comes down to so, yeah um, um apple put out a teaser for their the, the morning show which is one of the shows coming to uh tv Oh plus. yes, yes. What's it called? Is it a TV Plus? Yeah. Yes. Um, and did you happen to watch that? No, I haven't. I saw people yeah. saying it looked a bit boring, but I haven't. Actually That's what I. It. That was. I. I mean, this is admittedly one of you know the the show that I probably have the least interest in. I ge- I generally I generally don't watch shows of this kind, so. I'm probably not gonna. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm like a, I'm mostly like a superhero fantasy science fiction <laughs> sort of TV TV watcher, and I'm really unlikely to watch this show to begin with. Um, but it certainly didn't do anything to make me want to watch the show. So, well, I mean, I've watched stuff that's sort of behind the scenes, like you know, newsroom or or you know, all other Aaron mm-hmm. Sorkin uh, products, uh, and I've liked them, but yeah. This didn't grab me to the point where I haven't watched the latest trailer to see how much it doesn't grab me. So <laughs> it's just not grabbing you all the way down. Yep. And there's the episode title. <laughs> I will write that down. <laughs> we have spent some time talking about security, and I would like to also talk about password security. Password security can be a pain in the it can be a pain. <laughs> Let's just say that. And I know people who, who's, let's just say their systems are um, less than ideal, that they use systems that date back to possibly before the Boer War. That's not a good thing. You should have a modern password security management system, and you should not be jotting them down on post-it notes and sticking them on top of your computer. And I mean, and that sounds like a joke, but I actually know people who are still doing that kind of thing. And I'm going to talk to those people soon because they need an intervention. There are systems out there that can help you do this in a better and easier way. And Dashlane is the best. Dashlane isn't just a password management app, though. It's the Ferrari of password managers. That's what Fast Company says, because Dashlane saves and autofills your login info everywhere across your phone, computer, and tablet on any operating system. Uh, I downloaded Dashlane. I set it up. It was easy to understand. I got it on all my devices uh, very quickly, and it's um, it's one of the most straightforward and presentable password management systems that I've used. If you have someone in your life who you're concerned about trying to give them something that's like fiddly or hard to understand, Dashlane is not like that. Dashlane is very understandable and approachable. No more writing down and guessing your passwords. Dashlane is secure. It's easy. It's password magic. Over 11 million people use Dashlane, including me. Dashlane has an exclusive offer for our listeners. Get a free 30-day trial of Dashlane Premium. To redeem, go to dashlane.com rebound. If you have more than one password, Dashlane is a no-brainer. Go to dashlane.com rebound and start your free 30-day trial right now. Fix your password problem once and for all and support our show at dashlane.com rebound.
we may now have a name for the upcoming iPhone, which is oh. the iPhone Pro. Oh, yes. I mean, it, it's like the Pro, as we've said on previous episodes, is the indicator of this is expensive. <laughs> Which it already is, so maybe they should yeah. have made the ten, the ten, the pro to begin with. But well, I think that just means this is going to be more expensive, <laughs> even more expensive. The yeah. ten pro. Mm. I mean, uh, it's I'm a not... fine name. I mean, it's a fine name, and it works across. You know, it's it's it, at least it makes it consistent with. Well, is it the ten pro or is it the lineup. eleven pro? I hope it's just the iPhone Pro. I, I mean, they got to get rid. They got to get rid of the ten. Yeah, I think that, like, if everything is going to, if there's going to be, like, an 11R or whatever, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's, they need to stop it with that. I think <laughs> although, it's... Although, then, then you run into the problem, like, what happens next year? <laughs> well, I mean, just... they've, they've kind of had this problem ongoing with iPads and stuff. And right. And the, uh, they've survived that. But I think phones are more of a sort of consumer focused thing where if you can say you have the thing that has the one higher number yeah clearly yeah it's better i can so. see it in that space i mean they've made they've made do with the i i don't know it does it also just seems like the way that we get around this with macbooks is we say the macbook air 2012 or whatever you know we we just give the year and you could do the same thing with the phone just say what you know it's the it's the iphone pro 2019 or whatever I max excess. I get, I do. I, I get it that it's a marketing thing. And, and I, I mean, I thought the whole max thing was a, was a silly product naming. Well, yeah. It sounded like nineties product naming to me. Um, so, you know, what are you going to do with this? Is this going to be like the 11 pro max 11 max pro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? Uh, I mean, pro. I could see them. I guess it's. Pro. A, I can see. I can totally see them doing it, and I can see them doing it, and then just punting until next year to figure out what they're going to do with the well, name. Then pro suggests that also the dark anodized look as well. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe do that. Um, yeah, and then add a hundred dollars onto it or two hundred dollars. Right. Sure. Um, I'm not. I bought I, that. I bought that MacBook. <laughs> I don't regret anything. Well, I mean, when you when you look at the specifications for that MacBook, it was actually it was like I was paying fifty dollars for the black part because yes, um, it was two it was two hundred dollars more than the other one, but it, you were getting like a faster processor and more disk space or something like that. I can't remember what the what the actual differences were, but uh, you get you were getting more, but you were also when you figured that out, it was like fifty bucks more. For just I bought, being black. I bought the same one as well. So yeah. And I, I didn't I really like, like it. I didn't really like it that much. I got it because I was going from a, like a power. I think I went from an aluminum power book, you know, like the last yeah. aluminum power book to that. And I was just like, I don't the build quality in this thing is not great. And but it's the black one. The build quality is much better than the white one because the black. Oh, the white one. one. Yeah. The white one shipped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was the the plastic cracked all the way. Right. Around. Yeah. 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 We, we had, we, I still have that one. I still have that white one. I sold the black one to somebody, but I, have the, I still have the white one. That my I had wife the had. top case replaced twice for free on that white one, and but yeah. the black one's been fine. Listen to us with our cutting edge two thousand exactly. Yeah, I know. Era tech. Uh, <laughs> I think people commentary. people expect that from me anyway. That's for yeah. Sure. You you drag me back into. I, the, I am after all the guy the guy who is recording with a Performa sixty four hundred sitting in his feet. So. 
Yeah. Guilty, I mean, guilty as charged. I mean, I will say my... I've been complaining on, on the podcast about my uh, 2015-era MacBook uh, Pro that was crashing all the time and mm-hmm. the, the Bluetooth failing. It's now working perfectly. However, my iMac Pro is now kernel panicking every other day. So <laughs> clearly somebody fixed something and broke something else. Broke something else. Mm. Um, it's quite annoying. It happened to me like about 20 minutes ago, which is why it's in my mind, is that I'm debugging away and my uh, 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 the external trackpad thing just stops clicking. And it's like, oh, oh something yeah. has gone badly wrong. And then the yeah. computer restarts. It's weird how, I mean, I guess these are these are complicated devices, of course, but I think it's odd how often I seem to run into something that doesn't work. And there's really just, I mean, like, I cannot find an explanation. And basically, I just give up and find some way around it. Because uh, I have a, an older, one of the, it's, it is one of the older ones, but the uh, Apple external keyboard the this one of the small ones but the mm-hmm. one with like the the battery roll at the top yeah not the one. not the more modern flat one and it just when i i think when i got this 2016 uh macbook pro it it just would not connect to it in uh, in any circuit i mean I, there was nothing i could do to get it to connect to it and it's still connected to other things fine it would not connect to this machine, and so I basically just went out and bought a new keyboard because I couldn't figure out what to do about it. I still, it was perfectly fine. It works perfectly well with other devices. It would not connect to this device, so it's like, okay, guess I got to get a new keyboard. Somebody worked out by commenting out one line of code they could make. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't buy an million. Apple keyboard. <laughs> oh so well, <laughs> didn't work out for them, but whatever. I guess they tried. We were tra- yeah, we were talking about that last night because we went to uh, went to a bar, some uh, me and some friends, and we we there's this uh, one of these automated jukebox things. I can't remember what's the name of it. Uh, Touch Tunes is the one that is the one that they have around here, and you so you get the app on your phone and you buy credits and then you can play. You don't have to get up to go to the jukebox to play music. And somebody had like stacked the jukebox full of music that we did not like. <laughs> <laughs> and and you can pay extra you can pay like so it's like two credits to play a song and credits i forget what like you can get if you pay ten dollars for 15 credits or something like that but you can jump the line if you pay extra if you pay extra credits and so we were like i wonder if there's like an algorithm that notices when we come in and notices the kind of music that we play because we go to this place every monday night and it's like does it does it if they have like an algorithm, like some evil algorithm running where they would say, okay, we're going to stack this jukebox full of music that these guys hate. <laughs> and then they're gonna, the only way that they're going to be able to get around it is pay you know, the, the higher rate in order to jump the line. This does sound like the kind of high tech protection racket. That... Doesn't it? Yeah. It seems like it seems like the kind of thing. And we were, we were sort of laughing about it and also sort of going, I wonder if that's really happening. <laughs> eventually, though, eventually, though, we just left. We were like, Okay, let's you know we finished our drinks. We, we had our, we had a couple rounds, and we're like, let's go, let's get out of here because this is this is not what we want. This is not the experience we want. So if it is an algorithm, it's not working perfectly. I, I mean, it reminds me of the the App Store Apple search ads because I've been experimenting with the search ads um, mm-hmm. mainly because Apple gives you a hundred dollars of free credit to play with the search ads. So it's like, mm. yeah, fine, a hundred dollars free, I will experiment. 
but it's yeah it's like how much do you want to pay to put your ad in front of other people's ads uh, right and the other people are like well you know i'll pay mm -hmm. a bit more so it, it gives you the, the like a, there's two kinds of search ads you can do you can do the basic stuff where you only pay if somebody buys a copy of your app um but you don't get much control over the things or you can do the advanced stuff where you pay every time somebody clicks your ad which okay. i think is a bad thing to do um <laughs> but because he knows you know, people click your ad all the time um, yeah but it gives you a figure and it says we think that you should pay um or you should put this amount every time somebody buys the app it will charge you so much and the amount that it was suggesting that i paid is more than the cost of the app <laughs> <laughs> so I, I currently because it's not my money i have set it i've set the maximum to be two dollars and five cents and i get like one dollar forty back for every time somebody buys the app and it's like this this seems like a bad plan yeah really yeah and does it only go as far as you have credits? So it's not going to like start charging. Oh you no, or... it is going to start charging me. Of course it. Is. Oh really? So you have to you have to keep an eye on it. Yeah, but actually at the moment that's the maximum, and and the average that it's doing it at the moment is something like thirty cents. So I'm yeah. letting it run just now, and we'll see what happens when it uses up the hundred dollars. But it, it's yeah. it does feel like a sort of you're paying i mean all of these advert things are basically that that you're paying to get ahead of somebody else right and the only person who's actually winning in this situation is apple but right sure. of course <laughs> uh, but we got to boost their services revenue somehow i guess so that's what it takes uh if you want to make some money though you can um apparently you can now find it find or you can get more money now from finding bugs in apple's um software oh yeah i saw have their you know their bug bounty went up, uh, and they also added a bug bounty for Mac OS, which they didn't have before. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that makes just, a lot of sense because which they yeah it should they should have had all along, um, but uh, finally now they have it, and the range the range is from two hundred thousand dollars to a million bucks for uh, that's for like a third of a tumbler. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You find three serious bugs, you can buy Tumblr. Yeah, and then you, and then all you have to do is pay for their hosting and their two hundred <laughs> staff people. Well, you just need to keep finding bugs. I mean, that's <laughs> how hard could that be? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's involved. I mean, that that stuff is obviously not easy to do, uh, and I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole. It's a whole thing you got to get into, right? Is that bug bounty still like invite only? I wasn't sure, like, because um, I don't know if like the likes of you and I, if we find some uh, critical. Well, bug, so we I mean, the reason money. the reason that they um, that they well, one of the reasons that they changed it is that some German teenager found a bug, uh, like last year or something, uh, and. Um, he oh, was that the made a FaceTime he made a fuss man. he made a fuss because he, they didn't they weren't because it was a mac os bug and they weren't paying anything for mac os bugs yes and i think they ended they did end up paying him something if i remember correctly uh it doesn't actually say in this this piece on the on the new one um well i've been logging bugs um for a good bit of the afternoon so uh, hopefully <laughs> i don't my, think it's, my, the, it's not that kind of bug <laughs> yeah hopefully my million dollars will arrive uh, anytime soon <laughs> Uh, yes, I don't think the feedback uh, assistant stuff gives you uh, actual money. 
Uh, no, definitely not. It, uh, uh, and, so, oh, and the other feature of this is that they're going to provide vetted and trusted security researchers with um, dev iPhones. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, because presumably those are exactly the kind of things you don't want to escape out to like uh, nation state right security right. people um, because mm -hmm. presumably they're unlocked in some ways that uh, it mm -hmm. makes it easier to find these bugs which yeah uh, so there's yeah so they're launching and this again this is just on a, this part is just on ios though um it's an ios security research device program that they're going to launch next year so I guess that at least that part of it you obviously have to sign up for. I mean, yeah, uh, and and, yeah. and promise not to sell any bugs you find sure. for more money than you would get through the right, security right. bug program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, still, yeah. <laughs> it seems like. <clears throat> I mean, I guess a lot of these will fetch a heck of a lot of money on the open market, but yeah, seems like two hundred thousand to a million is pretty. It's <laughs> pretty yeah, sweet I mean, deal. That, that sounds like good I mean, money I'm sure they, wa they work a lot. I mean, it, it's not easy to find these things, but still. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you've got to. I think the point is to incentivize giving the the bugs, mm -hmm. uh, reporting the bugs to Apple rather than doing exactly this, right? Selling them yeah. on the open market to the kind of people who you may or may not uh, want to have uh, those kind of zero day exploits. Right. Right. I don't want them to have those. Well, I don't either, but. Um, <laughs> I think it's taken it's taken Apple kind of a long time to get into these things that other companies have been doing for I mean Microsoft has been doing a better job of this stuff for years and and you know and sort of had to because I think uh, XP was such a big problem that from yeah. a security perspective it was because it was targeted so much for the most part uh, that they had to offer big bounties and become a more open member of the security community. And Apple hasn't had to do that by and large. Yeah. Well, but... I mean, like because Apple is now effectively the largest plat. Well, okay. Largest. Uh, I was, I was going to say largest platform, but you know, obviously Android is bigger, but there's probably, yeah. it's a more interesting platform for, uh, it's larger from a money perspective and that's yeah. really what matters yeah that's kind of where i was going and yeah and, you know as the mac grows in popularity as well um you know it's, it's more of a target but i think everything's a target these days um, yeah the black hat conference there's a lot of interesting stuff comes out of that and uh i think paying people to uh turn over their findings to apple rather than uh the rest of the world uh yeah it is good for us so yeah yes right right um and it's not like they don't have the money so it's not yeah it's exactly. not gonna yeah. it's not gonna break apple's bank to do this even i mean because they aren't probably aren't going to be all that many and apple could shell out 30 million a year and not even really notice it so all we need to do is we need to find somebody within Apple. We get them to put the bug in. We find the bug. We split the money 50-50. And then we we escape to Mars. Yes. <laughs> somewhere Apple can't find we get Somewhere off-world. Yeah. Oh, well. Another another story in the news is this whole thing about the tariffs and it's not it doesn't even, to me it doesn't even seem to be worth talking about because these things change like you know because of the capriciousness of our president they change uh, practically daily uh, depending on what he tweets but you know the company's stock had gone down so much because there was this 
trade war looming between China and the United States, and now all of a sudden the United States has said, "Oh no, we're going to delay that until until yeah, later." Yeah, delaying you know, like, it to December. I mean, yeah, that, and so yeah, now and now Apple's stock prices shot back up again. <laughs> I guess that it shoots up because Apple sells a hell of a lot of phones before December, so yeah, know, that, yeah, it means they're going to get x amount more money assuming this doesn't all change tomorrow right that's the thing i mean it it just seems like there's hardly any point because you can't pin it down yeah it's not like it's it's like written into law now so there's not too much else i mean one of the other things i found just kind of interesting and i you know sort of applaud their effort because this is obviously a big problem but apple is trying to work with uh, an organization called resolve and this is helping them try to get secure gold oh yes I saw from yeah. um, miners that are committed to habitat restoration so instead of like just digging a giant hole in in a mountain and getting all the gold out and then leaving it um actually trying to do it a little bit more responsibly than that yeah which is a good thing i mean i saw that story and and my brain initially couldn't like why does Apple need gold? You know, I know. Like, that's what that's what I thought too. Like, it's like, well, I mean, it, it's, like, it's not like rose gold. It's just, it's um, there is just there is just actually gold in the some of the components, right? Or or is it just like <clears throat> Tim Cook curled up dragon like on this sort of pile <laughs> of gold somewhere in the center of Apple Park? Um, yeah, but then I did think, oh yeah, it's probably for you know electronics and components and and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, the the ugly camera bump is coming to the iPad as well, I guess, which is I guess not surprising. Although I like how many people take pictures with their iPads. I guess a lot of people. Quite, do. I mean, quite a lot. I mean, I yeah. you know, we it's something we joke about, but I do see right. people doing it. And yeah. uh, you know, if those things get better cameras, and if it makes people happy, you know, I'm fine. I mean the. <laughs> The, the bump, they've all, like, even my 10-inch, uh, 10.5-inch uh, iPad uh, has something of of a bump on the back. And it's like, well, you put a case on it and it yeah. kind of, you're not really going to notice it. And I don't notice right. it on my phone, like the current yeah. uh, XS Max bump. I, I, I don't think they're aesthetically pleasing, but... No, they and I mean, none of these renders look good, particularly, but we don't know exactly what it's going to look like when it ships. So it, it's possible it'll look slightly better. I mean, it's never going to look, it's I mean, never going to look amazing, but I'm sure eventually we'll get used to it, just like we've gotten used to basically everything else. Yeah, and like the uh, having a slightly or a big noticeable bump on the back of the phone does say, "Hey, I've got the latest Pro phone." Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> Because otherwise, Maybe you just need it. What they should do is just hand out a T-shirt when you buy the phone that says, "Hey, I've got the latest Pro phone." Yeah, <laughs> and um, then you can just wear that. Or yeah, well, or a red hat that says, "Hey, I've got I, the latest Pro." You phone. see, that thought went into my head. As you weren't well, going to say it, <laughs> and I thought I'm not going to say it because, uh, of course. I had to get rid of my red hat. <laughs> I, mine didn't say anything, you know, that supported our, our current administration. But um, it was a. I had a, a. The Rainiers is the local baseball team, which is a Seattle Mariners Triple um, A team, and uh, and I had I got a red Rainiers hat that I loved and I had for you know like a, a few years, and now I'm like, <laughs> my wife was like, I don't know if he should be wearing a red hat anymore. I was like, oh come on, and then a whole bunch of like Marco and a bunch of people were talking about it on Twitter. <laughs> Like how they were getting rid of all their red hats, and I was like, 
Uh, okay, I guess I got to get rid of my red hat. So I went out and bought a blue version of the same hat. I, there was the, uh, the story about the Apple card that you can't pay your bills online if your oh, phone yeah, right, is stolen. Oh, yeah, right, right. There's um, no way. To, so you, you can only pay. There's two ways to pay the bill, right? You can pay it through the phone itself, through an iOS device, and, uh, and then you can call an 800 number. Yeah, uh, with the phone that's just been stolen. Um, <laughs> well, presumably you have some. I guess you could call it on your watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, I mean, this it makes some degree of sense, and you know, they should obviously have some kind of web interface. They definitely should. Yeah, all this stuff, and presumably yeah. they're working on it, and it's just a case right. that they rolled out the this thing first, the card um, before, yeah. But yeah, the card it, before the horse. But the, the suggestion was, yes, yeah, so you use one of your other iOS devices. Um, yeah, which you know, which certainly you have. Yeah, I mean, if just, you, you know. if if you're the kind of person that's buying an Apple credit card, you've probably got drawers full of devices that you can pay your bills on. Believe me, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. When I eventually get the card, it's not going to be. That's not going to be the problem. Finding the money to pay it—that's going to be the problem. Yeah. Um, well, I, as we said last week. Was it only a week ago? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not in the market for one of these cards, and probably yeah. it's not going to ship in this country. You're probably not going anyway. to so be able to get one. Not a problem. Yeah. Um, so you cannot pay it using any device. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I saw the, the other nice thing that I saw was there was an FCC filing for a Bluetooth SNES controller for the Nintendo Switch. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Because it sounds like Nintendo's on the verge of rolling out Super Nintendo games uh, for their online service. Uh, and I think oh. they, they did a Bluetooth uh, NES-style controller, which you could only get if you were part of the Nintendo Online thing. And this seems like it's going to be a Super Nintendo one. I mean, not that I don't have a Bluetooth Super Nintendo controller already. <laughs> a drawer for all of them. I do all have of them that you, that you use to pay your Nintendo bills. Yes. Um, you, you do the uh, Konami code on, on the thing and it pays the bills. Um, but an actual oh, official uh, uh, Nintendo one that's built to their specifications, because I've got the 8-bit Doe, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but the 8-bit Doe controller, which is really nice. But yeah. And, you know, I just want one of these things so I can hook it up to my uh, Mac Mini and play hundreds of super nintendo games for about 30 <laughs> seconds each before i decide mm -hmm. that i'm not going to play it anymore right but, uh it would be nice to have an official uh nintendo one to do exactly that yeah i'm gonna have to buy some new joy cons because i was playing with uh with ours the other day and noticed that finally like one of them has like this drift oh the, there's an announcement that they're gonna if you contact customer support they'll fix it for free oh really yeah that, oh that cool came, okay came out okay. A, a week or two ago that oh, nice. There was so much fuss about it. They basically just yeah, because Link Link just suddenly just like I I pause, you know, like I have him stand still, and he just starts walking to the left <laughs> real slowly. Like, what are you doing? You're gonna fall off the tower, you idiot! Uh, well, he's clearly been drinking just a little bit. I think much. I think so. I uh, think but, so. I think he's yeah. taking too many hits on the head from Bokoblin. <laughs> you should be able bats. to get that fixed entirely for free under the okay. warranty program. So. Uh, nice. I have just saved. That's why we do this podcast. So yeah, you can I've tell saved me you like to not spend bucks my money, or whatever those things cost. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll 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 not send you half. <laughs>
Well, I guess it's time uh, for me to disappear then. Yeah. And leave you and leave you the last person standing. Leave me wandering podcast. an increasingly shrinking podcast. Um. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> Want to take the fast track to your career in technology? Earn your computer science degree online from Oregon State University eCampus and tap into unlimited career possibilities. This fully online program offers flexible academic plans so you can balance rigorous coursework with your life commitments. And when you apply, use the code REBOUND to waive your application fee. Learn more at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash rebound and use the code REBOUND.